We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 21st day of April, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it's good to see you. How are you today? Healthy and alive as usual. I am so glad to hear that. Are you ready to get started today? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I wanted to talk about Disney yesterday, but we didn't have a chance to do that. So uh, I thought we would talk about it today. We're going to talk uh, about some other things. I want to talk about Netflix a little bit too. Uh, but Disney, let's start with Disney. I didn't know this. I, I didn't know that Disney was actually autonomous, if you will. I, I didn't know that they had their own autonomy. And apparently that was something that was set up all the way back when they were founded and they decided that they were going to do their uh, little enterprise down there in in Orlando, Florida. And I didn't know that they literally have like their own laws, their own whatever. So like anything that happens in there, no one can be really held liable. They can't send in like the police or any in independent investigators or anything like that. Disney takes care of all that stuff themselves. In fact, if they want to put in their own nuclear power facility, they can do that. It's that big. I, di I didn't even know that. But DeSantis is now moving to end their self-governing power. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, um, in my opinion, um, I kind of I kind of side with DeSantis in this. Um, first of all, in the standard of a free market, that means all corporations, all businesses have the same benefits, the same. They basically are, are not given any special privileges in a, in a true free market. Right. It's it's your product versus someone else's product and then society's opinion of that product. In this case, it is Disney has billions of dollars of tax cuts, um, their own self-governance, uh, as you stated. Basically, this is like the Vatican, uh, their, their own city state, essentially. However, given the fact that Disney has now taken up the, the we're going to voice our opinions on Florida law. Well, it's kind of unfair. Florians are upheld. They, they have to uphold the Florida law and they're given the opinion, you know, the ability to have an opinion. But Disney is not. They don't have to do that. They don't have to follow Florida law. They don't this, have, uh, you know, any of that. So why not make the playing field even and remove their benefits? OK, uh, so this all comes down to this this uh, this grooming thing, as in like the the, the targeting of underage children with um, how, how do I say this and, and stay uh, family friendly adult subjects. We'll put it that way. You're basically you're marketing to two to five year olds basically is what you're doing. And you're implanting things in their heads that don't belong there for a two to five year old uh, or even a five to 11 year old or an 11 to an 18 year old. There's a reason that we have ratings on things. There's, there's a reason we have a rating system for like movies and stuff. As far as I know, Disney movies, at least, you know, like the cartoony ones, you know, like The Lion King, Aladdin and, you know, all, all these other things. I always thought that those growing up, 
they always had a G rating in the United States. G rating meaning the general audience. Pretty much anybody can watch them. But there were, um, and I remember us. I remember us picking out uh, when when I was younger. I, I remember us picking out the subliminal messages they would put into those movies. And we didn't know as kids that they were in there. And our parents would actually point them out to us. And then they would explain what was going on. And now they're going to just forego all of that. And they're going to, well, just flat out indoctrinate your kids against your, you know, they're undermining you as a parent is what they're doing. Um, which <laughs> it's more than just, it's more than just a movie production. It's more than just a theme park. For example, somebody sent me a copy of an actual Disney gift card the other day. And there was nothing that was... I guess if you're the average person, there was nothing that really stood out about it. In fact, I showed it to Bruce and it took you a couple of minutes to actually see it. And, it, and to be fair, it took me a couple of minutes to see it, too. And it looks like, how do I say this? Um, there was a something man's genitalia drawn <laughs> on there. <laughs> it's in plain view. Once you see yeah. it, once you see it, it's, yeah, once it's there. You see it, yeah. And you can tell that that was not done by accident. That was done. No on purpose. You can see that it was done on purpose. Um, and I sent that to a few people and they're like, okay, so what's the problem? And I said, look closer. <laughs> and after a couple of minutes, they come back and they're like, oh my God, my kids see this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. End the autonomy, end the self-governance or whatever it is they're doing and allow them to, or excuse me, force them to play by the rules that everyone else has to play by. It's that simple. Stop undermining parents. Stop it. You know, th this is one of the things that is causing them to rapidly lose. And we can talk about the culture war here. This is one of the things that's causing them to rapidly lose the culture war is this right here. This Disney Plus subscriptions are down. They're still up there, but they're down. Netflix down 46% in the last 36 hours. That's not good. That's not good. That shows that the culture war is being lost. Elon Musk tweeted today, the woke mind virus is making Netflix unwatchable. Netflix, Disney, Hulu, Amazon Plus, are they really that different? Are they really that different? They all carry the same woke ideology in, in a lot of these exclusive productions that they do. So is it any different? I mean, I don't have Hulu. Hulu is not a thing over here, but I have people that tell me about it back in the States. And Netflix, my God, their exclusive stuff, that, that's all over. Do you remember the one that they did about the uh, uh, the, the underage girls? Uh, they got all kinds of backlash. Uh, what the hell was the name of it? It was the cheerleading dance squad thing. Um, uh, cuties. Cuties. That was it. It's still up there as far as I know. As far as I know, it's still there. They, they never took it down. Now, Disney is they're given a free pass. They've got autonomy. They can do whatever they want. Now, my question is this. Who in their right mind as a parent, as a parent, and you have two young children, three young children, four young children, whatever, are you as a parent, are you going to allow your kids to watch that stuff? Two to five year olds. Let's say you got a couple of two to five year olds at home. Or, or a five to eight year old. Are you going to let them watch that? I would be canceling all that stuff as fast as I could. All of that would be out the door. And you know what? It's bad enough because they've pretty much bought out into everything now, haven't they? They have ESPN. They've got uh, all the Star Wars uh, sagas. I mean, that covers a, a big playing field. So, you know, uh, I mean, if you've on. watched sports at all recently, uh, no. it, the ESPN well, it is just... Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's just woke. It, it, yeah. It's political nonsense on there. Yeah. They, they, they talk about policy. They were doing that back they were when firing. Uh, Kaepernick was, you know, the Kaepernick thing. Big. They were they were yeah. firing anchors because of the jabs. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there, there's one, I think, uh, one that I was, she was trying uh, for a baby or something or another, or was pregnant or something to that effect. And they were still trying to force her to get the jab. She was like, nah, not when I'm trying to have a kid. And uh, anyway, they fired her. I think she works at like Daily Mail now or something, uh, something like that. But anyway, yeah. It always starts in something small. All of this, uh, th- this um, pushing of the, this politics. Once politics gets into your entertainment, it's only a matter of time. And you start seeing the decline of uh, of civilization at that point. Once it gets into the mainstream and, and it starts going mainstream and all these things, then it's just a race to the bottom at that point. Think of Rome. Look at the look at the final days of the Roman Empire. Boy, it was a crazy time there, wasn't it? They were doing all kinds of messed up stuff. Where are we now? Look at where we are now. I mean, th- these people we're we're at cult level, folks. I mean, we really are. When you've got and I'm I'm not going to get into all the uh, uh, wh- whatever all this stuff is, but when you've got mainline politicians and entertainment companies and people coming out there saying that they're going to cut women's breasts off and they're going to cut males genitals off that is a cult that is a cult you you read about these cultist movements and this type of self-mutilation that's what happens is it turns into a cult and what happens in a cult you have to denounce everybody else outside of that group right you're not in the in group i can't associate with you anymore they're dividing everybody, divide and conquer. At the same time, they're twisting the society and twisting the culture so you don't recognize anything any longer and you give up. You accept the new set of core values that they give you, the new normal. I was having this conversation with somebody just a little bit ago and I said, you don't understand. It was part of this. It, it was the whole Disney and the Netflix thing because we were talking about Netflix stock being down today. I said, you don't understand. If people don't start rejecting these things, out in the open, as in like, unless there's a mass walk away from society, as in you hurt them in their pocketbook, because that's the only thing these companies care about at the end of the day is their their bottom line. And I'm starting to think that going forward, if we go with this whole digital ID and social credit and digital currency stuff, they're not even going to give a damn about their bottom line anymore or their overhead. They don't care because they can just digitize whatever they need, which they can pretty much already do that now. But people are going to have to walk away. And when I say walk away, I'm talking throw away the Netflix, throw away the Amazon, throw away the Hulu, throw away the smartphones. Keep a smartphone, build your own. The options exist. You have to learn about it. You must learn about it. If you want to have a smartphone in the future, you're going to have to have control over it. That's how it's going to have to be. You decide what goes on it. You decide what doesn't go on it. You decide what information you want to send to other people on it. I'm okay with the technology in that sense, as long as you have control over it. The social media companies have to go. The Google Nest systems, the Amazon Ring systems, the Amazon Alexis, use them for target practice, for God's sake. It has got to be a mass walk away. Are people prepared to do that? Are you prepared to do that? Because if you're not then you're going to suffer a fate that is, well, what's the worst we talk about here? And if you think that I'm making that up, if you think that this is all hyperbole, if you think that all here, he's just talking crazy, he's just on a rant. Really? Really? The BBC today has published an article applauding and championing an implantable microchip wallet. I thought it was all a conspiracy theory. The microchip implant that lets you pay with your hand. And here's the ad for it. I will just let it speak for itself. Hey, in this video, I'm going to show you how Wallet More Implant works in real life. 
after ordering a drink, food or any other product, all you need to do is tap in your hand to the payment terminal. Forget about the cash, card or even a smartphone. All you need is your hand. Walletmore implants are biosafe, secure, ultimately convenient and they are globally acceptable. Walletmore is the wallet of tomorrow. Get into the new era of payments and get your implant now. Aren't you excited to go right out and get yours, Bruce? Now, if you think that this has nothing to do with all this wokeness, you're mistaken. You're mistaken because that, that new culture that they're trying to force feed you will be part of your social credit score. Because if you don't embrace that new culture that they're force feeding you, if you don't embrace the cult wokeness, if you don't embrace that, your social score will suffer as a result of it. So uh, I'm curious how the technology works, because uh, one of the problems with uh, the, these kind of chips back in the day, uh, and by back in the day, I mean like 10 years ago, uh, they were using lithium ion batteries in those. Now, the, the, they were trying to utilize the body heat from you to, to kind of help keep those batteries charged and everything. The problem was, is lithium, if lithium leaks at all and it gets on your skin, um, it's good for you, it right? can cause, uh, well, it can cause boils, blistering, you know, that kind of stuff. It's um, oh. not, not exactly the, the most enjoyable well, experience. Well, the good news is, is that you won't be able to get any medical treatment if you don't have your vaccines up to date. Uh, according to your social credit score yeah. and your digital ID. So, yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is, is um, uh, they, they say it's safe and secure, right? It's, it's um, you know, we, we've talked about RFID chips before and that technology and how unsafe it is. In fact, you have um, your, your credit card in your wallet. You can actually take a scanner and get your credit card ID off of there with the scanner while the credit card's still in the wallet in your pocket. Um, you don't actually have to physically steal the wallet anymore. So I, 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 how is that going to be safe when you can already do that with technology that we have? This isn't some new fangled technology that they just, you know, pulled out of a hat. This is uh, the same stuff we've been dealing with for the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, none of that really is appealing. And then on top of that, the idea that your bank information is tied to that chip i uh, no, i don't i don't like that at all i don't like that at all well it's for clarity bruce that's what it's for it's for clarity that's that's it the article reads like an advertisement for the company that you just heard and it says and i'm quoting here bbc again the implant can be used to pay for a drink on a on the beach in rio a coffee in new york or a haircut in paris or at your local grocery store it can be used wherever contactless payments are accepted. You see, you see how convenient that is? You see how convenient that is? Chip implants contain the same kind of technology that people use on a daily basis anyway. From key fobs to unlock your doors, to public transit cards like the London Oyster card, or bank cards with the contactless payment function. RFID chips are already used in pets to identify them where they're lost. Oh, okay, right. So we're all animals. Got it. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Uh, Stephen Northam senior lecturer in innovation and entrepreneurship at the University of Winchester, says that the concerns are unwarranted. In addition to his academic work, he is the founder of UK firm Biotech, which has been making implanted contactless chips since 2017. Oh, you mean he has a financial incentive to make sure that they get passed? That's what you're saying. Uh-huh. 
He says, this technology has been used in animals for years. They're very small, inert objects. There are no risks. See, they're playing it like it's a health risk and it's not it's, and it's got nothing to do with privacy. Still don't want one. They just confirmed what we assumed. And that was that it's using RFID. Um, it, it's using uh, the same thing as uh, the chips in pets, which again, lithium ion. Yeah, that none of this is uh, it doesn't sound any good. And th- here's the other the other issue I have with all of this. There's something in the Christian religion that talks about towards the end times, taking something in the hand or the forehead that it's allows you to buy kind. and sell. Huh. Yeah, a mark yeah. of some kind. I can't can't quite think of what it is. Something in the right hand, I think, in the forehead. Huh. Yeah. I can't quite. Yeah. It, it's a little vague to me. I can't quite quite think of what that is. But I think you're on the right track to something. <laughs> Not sure. But Klaus Schwab even says in his own book, he says microchipping people. That's the ultimate goal. You've got psychopaths like Noel Harari out there saying human beings are hackable animals. What what we need to do is we need to take the surveillance from outside of the body and we need to go under the skin. We need to see what's going on inside your body. Why do you need that information? Why do you need that? I'll pass. Yeah, we all know why they need it. And you know what? I'm not um, I'm not I'm not at all interested. And I, I know we've been talking about him recently. I'm not at all interested in the Neuralink thing that Musk is offering either. I, I have no interest in that whatsoever. Now, I am a fan of the idea of, hey, we can really take care of some neurological problems that people have. Somebody that doesn't have any mobility and we can restore that, that's an amazing feat of technology. That really is. Somebody has no sight, you can allow them to see. If we have optical implants or, or something to that effect, if there's a if there's something within the brain that's blocking them from being able to see and one of those Neuralink implants can fix that and you can give them vision again, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. If someone has some kind of paralysis or nerve damage from, say, like uh, a stroke or Bell's palsy or something, and that can be restored through that type of implant, I'm all for it. Someone has a hearing problem, somebody that's born deaf and they can hear again, which we have amazing technologies within that. As a matter of fact, I can speak to that through personal experience. But these types of things, these, these are good things. But augmenting people just because... I'm not okay with that. And I'm certainly not okay with it with the sick people that are down in Davos, Switzerland, like at the World Economic Forum. I have no interest in getting anywhere near this technology so long as these people are behind it. Unfortunately, um, so I agree with the, the, the premise of all of this. I agree. I don't, I'm not interested in these elite and uh, <laughs> creating these uh, chips and whatnot, the implants, augmentations. Uh, the, the problem is, um, I, I don't know how to stop it. I, I, at this point, I don't know how to stop it or I don't know how to, um, be the one that's controlling this, if you will. Right. The, the, I don't, I don't know how to get the good guys to be in control of this stuff not, and not the bad guys. I, I don't know. I don't know how to get, uh, I, I don't know what to do there. The, the problem is, is this technology is going to happen. This, this is unfortunately the next evolutionary step of the human race. It's just transhumanism is the thing. And it's not that it's, it's just inevitable at this point, because this is what the human race has set their mind to. This is, this is the idea, the concept that the human race has set their, their direction towards is transhumanism and uh, genetic augmentation. That's the next step. Uh, whether or not uh, you, you know, you, you, you have a population that rises up and says, no, we're not going to do this. The, the problem is, is you have those out there that would take the augmentations. 
you have those out there that would be uh, uh, go through the gene therapy. Those ones will excel in, in various jobs and you won't. So yeah, it, but- it'll come down to a point of if you want to survive in society, unfortunately, you're going to have to augment as well. Unless we have some kind of catastrophe, like, uh, you know, they, they create a virus and then like a vaccine to try to combat the virus and then a bunch of people die because of that. Unless that happens and all the information gets out about it and people realize what happened, then you might be able to curb genetic augmentation, at least. Not the cybernetic side, but genetically. You make it sound like they've already done something like this, Bruce. The, what's ironic in all of that is that is exactly what's happened. And yet what I just said, that it, this is what it'll take for to change people's minds. And it doesn't change. That's exactly mind. what we have. And it's not changing anybody's mind. So I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. They've gotten away with it this time. So, I mean, what, what's to stop them from going even more crazy the next time? Which, you know, there's yeah, something yeah. else coming because they haven't been stopped yet. Yeah. I mean, every other time we've seen in history where there's been some kind of barbaric experiment like this, uh, usually the population steers away from it and is like, yeah, that was that was a bad idea. Uh, that, that, that wasn't good. And yet in this society, we're going headlong into exactly what was a problem. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, what's, you know, what's fascinating to me is we had a, we had a privacy problem that developed before this. So like pri- privacy's pretty much gone out the window with uh, with COVID. And I, I remember I, I heard a clip of uh, of Harari saying exactly this. He says, in 20 years from now, people are going to look back at, at the COVID pandemic and they're going to say, this was the inflection point. This was the watershed moment when we decided that we were going to go all digital and we were going to accept the surveillance state when we otherwise wouldn't have. Haven't we? Haven't we? And uh, when I say that, I'm talking about the smartphones. I'm talking about social media. And I'm talking about the data that comes off of that. You think that you're just using and interacting with a smartphone. The smartphone is designed to get a hundred times the information you're putting into it back out of it on you. Technically, they really don't need to chip people when you've got a smartphone. They don't need to do that. Contact tracing. I mean, Apple and and Google already put that into their operating systems. As soon as they did that, I was immediately looking for an alternative to get out of Apple and Google. And I'm glad that I did. We found a solution only a few weeks after that. And and I stuck with it and I've been with it ever since. And I can't I can't thank uh, the people that developed it enough. Uh, But anyway, did you agree to be surveilled before covid? Did you agree to that? You know that long 65-page document that you click agree to that you don't want to read every single time? You didn't agree to anything in there. You agreed to join a network to associate with your friends and family. That's what you agreed to. You didn't agree to giving up all of that information. I'm talking about your interests. I'm talking about your likes, your dislikes, your preferences, where you go, who you associate with, who your family members are. Did you agree to give all that information up? No, you didn't. But you did it anyway. You did agree to it because you clicked agree to the 65 page document that's subject to change at their discretion without your knowledge or approval. You agreed to that. So why would you not give up that information during COVID, right? I mean, to keep your to keep yourself safe, to keep the 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 people around you safe, to keep your community safe, right? Why wouldn't you do that? No, 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 no. See, what they're doing is they're using your own goodwill against you because the people that are telling you this don't have any goodwill towards you and yours. None whatsoever. 
These people want you sick. They want to extract what money they can from you, and they want you dead. It's that simple. Does Bill Gates, as we were talking about him the other day, does Bill Gates look like a man that wants to sell you a product that's going to keep you healthy, that's going to allow you to build something to challenge him and his empire? The answer is no. It's quite simple. The answer is no. What he wants is he wants to sell you some uh, disgusting 3D printed steak from some fungus farm that he's got. That, that tastes like something from a, a, a shelf at a Dow Chemical warehouse and says, you'll get used to the taste. And by doing that, by altering the human diet, it's going to make you sick. It's going to make you debilitated. It's going to give you neurological problems. It's going to make you lethargic and it's going to make you quit. And ultimately, it's going to kill you. If you don't take your own life first through depression, that's what it's designed to do. That's what that system is designed to do. Why do you think they want to change everything? Because that's how miserable and narcissistic these people are. They have to project that onto you. That's what they believe gives them power. That's what narcissists do. They drag everybody else down. They, they demean other people to make themselves feel better and to lift themselves up when, in fact, they're the miserable people themselves. So anyway, um, I, I could sit there and go on and on about that, uh, but I'm not going to. Do you want to talk about Musk? He's moving, apparently, on Twitter. There are reports now that saying that he is setting up to move on Twitter within 10 days from now. I did see last night that there is possibly uh, Apollo Capital is looking to back him to, uh, to, to get in on that deal. Uh, and he's he's saying that he's willing to invest up to 15 billion dollars in cash of his own. So he'll do 15 billion in cash up front. Uh, he'll take Twitter private. And he said that he's willing to go to Morgan Stanley to raise an additional 10 billion. Uh, and like I said, there's talks of Apollo Capital in there as well. But he's looking to buy it out for 43 billion total. To, to buy the entire company, that would be at fifty-four twenty a share if that's the price that, that he goes with. So he's willing to do ten to fifteen billion of his own cash. Oh, he's got a three to four, three point four billion stake in the company already. And then he says that uh, the co-investors will collectively have more equity in Twitter, but he'll remain the single largest shareholder himself. So kind of like what Dorsey was, he was the largest shareholder, and then you had other investors, and the company was private. So I, he's looking to just take it back to what it was. Is all I, I will give him credit. Whether whether he's woke or red pilled or whatever the hell you want to say he is, I don't know. And in fact, I would say he's probably not because he's he's building a company that's um, going to implant you with chips. I, I'm I'm thinking the the assumption is here. So there there's kind of a when you get into the fantasy like sci-fi stuff. There, there's kind of there, there's two main thoughts when it comes to artificial intelligence. You'll have artificial intelligence that is detached from the human race in the sense of it'll be another another um, uh, entity, if you will, living alongside humans. Okay, so we'll we'll create an AI, and the AI will be whatever we don't know. And then the other line of thinking is um, to merge the two to where. It kind of a symbiotic relationship, if you will. So the the AI can't live without the human, and then subsequently the human can't live with the AI being detached from them. Not because they will die themselves, but because the AI will go insane and eventually annihilate us all. That's kind of the 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 general consensus in the in the sci-fi world. There's not really many that say uh, AI is going to be a, a a good uh, benefactor, if you will. 
because could you imagine did, if we did, had did, klaus schwab as an ai wouldn't that be great you know he wants to help humanity he well, doesn't want to harm humanity can you imagine that talking to you all the time it, yeah it's not a it's not a fact of the it's not like uh, you're going to take and dump the human mind and, and create an AI using the human mind. That's kind of like a halo. That's what they uh, want to do. Idea. That's, that's what, what they want to do. Cortana they want to halo. Yeah. yeah they they want to upload the their consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Th th they actually believe this. They want to upload their consciousness. They want to transcend into a silicon based life form. That's what they want to do. They want to upload their consciousness to this AI and be AI gods for the rest of eternity. That's what they want to do. That's not me saying that. That's them saying yeah. that. Which is that 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 fits into the first category I was saying there. The, the, it's a it's an AI detached from humans. That one is a, a solely uh, synthetic organism. Whereas the merging of the two, which is kind of what Elon Musk is kind of toying with when it comes to Neuralink, the AI and the human will be merge so it'll still be a, a organic but yet you'll have synthetic at the same time it, basically the idea is is if you can you can merge the two then the, the ai will be more um sympathetic to the human race they'll they'll uh or or something to that effect it, it basically they're hoping that the ai won't kill us all it's okay. kind of the all idea right. don't take it to a walmart so okay that's all i can say don't take it to a walmart yeah well, you know, honestly, that those are honest fears because when you look at these chatbots, some of these major corporations have made, uh -huh. and how the chatbots have created their own language that we don't even understand, nor yeah. do we know how they came up with the languages. It, it seems a bit concerning, to say the least. And then you're going to create an AI that has general intelligence. In other words, it'll be on the same level as a human being. <laughs> that's that's a terrifying idea. Uh, and then once you get to that point. And their general AI, it's theorized that within four hours, they will be like, you know, a 10,000 IQ or something like that. It'll be immensely more intelligent than we are. Uh, the problem is, is obviously there's there's limitations with hardware and limitations with the amount of energy that they they can consume to power that. So anyway, that that's kind of the limitations right now. So all of that to say Musk is is woke, but yet he's also awake. At the same time, uh, so the the whole takeover of Twitter, the whole stuff that he's doing, the the whole uh, Tesla, the whole uh, SpaceX, Neuralink, all of that, uh -huh. um, the green stuff. It's all in on. a bid. It's all in a bid because he thinks the human race is close to extinction, if you will. I'm not going to argue with him on that because I mean, if you look at what these people that are calling the shots for the moment. If you look at what they're doing, then, I mean, tell me we're not teetering on the verge of extinction because these people are insane. They're insane. Yeah. They've gone nuts. They're stopping supply yeah. shipments. I mean, we're looking at, at, at global famine now, and it's being done on purpose. All of this is being yeah. done on purpose. Yeah. So to, to take it back to the the Twitter bit and, and kind of what I was, that was a long way of me saying that though we say Elon, uh, Elon is, is awake, He's also woke at the same time. That was a long way of saying that. His takeover of Twitter and all the stuff that he's wanting to do with Twitter, that's great. The, the problem is, is that's one company. It's a good blow. And honestly, you have to start somewhere. So I'm not I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy it in is, this. It is a battle that needs to be won. also just being a realist. It is a battle, it is that, a battle that needs to be won. It is a battle that needs to be won, but at the same time, this is only a battle. This is not the yep. war. No, you, no, you cannot no, as conservatives or, or anybody, even if you're not a conservative and you think everything's just going crazy, you can't win this one battle. You can't stand with him and say, OK, we're, we're going to get Twitter. 
win the battle, and then go complacent again. You have to keep pushing. This is, uh, to, to use a, a, a bad analogy, a bad phrase, but I, I can't think of any other word. It's a blitzkrieg. You have to go in and you have to push. You have to go in and, and you have to hit hard and fast. You have to at this point. We have the uh, uh, momentum now. You need to go in. You take Twitter. You need to go in and uh, basically cause Netflix to implode. Yep. Disney, you need to cause them to implode. And they need to purge all that woke nonsense and make it clear to those companies. And, and not just those. It, it, it's also the the news companies. It's also uh, it's just even manufacturing companies are in on this, like uh, Walmart and all the other well, you know stores that, and whatnot. The conversation I was having, which will remain nameless, the conversation I was having with you before we started, it's already there. Yeah. So this is this is going to be a long battle. You you can't lose hope in this, but at the same time, don't go complacent. You you have to keep pushing in this. And it's not a it's not a go and boycott them. That that's not what you do. You go in and find out how it would hurt them. Like for example, what what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida with Disney and trying to cut off their benefits and whatnot. That would hurt. That's billions of dollars that it, it will, will will hurt Disney. So you go in and find those kind of things, the special privileges, and you remove them. You revoke them. Not to mention, not to mention. Do you know how many Disney employees have been busted for? underage either sex trafficking or uh, attempted acts in meeting with underage children. Do you know how many of those people have been caught doing that? Disney does their damnedest to cover that up. Can you imagine sending law enforcement in there and uncovering all of that? And that's that's also we, we, we have to. I know a lot of conservatives have become somewhat immune to this, uh, <laughs> immunized, if you will. Uh, being called racist, vaccinated. homophobic, vaccinated, <laughs> yeah, vaccinated yeah. <laughs> uh, against getting called names, basically. They're going to call you every name in the book that they can come up with. And they're going to scream, oh, it's you know, the it, our democracy, blah, blah, blah. Remember, constitutional republic. This isn't a democracy. Every democracy fails and leads to totalitarianism. Always. So you, you have to get away from the idea that this is democracy. It's not. We have laws and you follow the laws. Well, right now we're living under rules for thee and not for me. We have political prisoners in America still. In my lifetime, I never thought that I would ever say anything <laughs> like that. Do you, know, do you know what the average prison time is for those January 6th that you're referencing? Do you know what oh, average they, prison they time they would have, is? Oh, they would have been given time served and out already if, if well, we're uh, even under, looking at yeah. a trespassing charge. Yeah. So the those that are found guilty, the average prison time that they're getting is 45 days. Yeah. Time served. That's it. That, that would have been it. Yeah. They, they would be paid. They, they would have to be paid damages because they've been in for a year now. Uh -huh. Again, as you going back to what you said, this is not a war that's to be won here it, over the Twitter thing and, and Disney and, and these other companies. That's not a war. These are battles. These are battles. And those battles have to be won. That's the culture war. That has to be won. That has to be won. Why does that have to be won? Because that's the will of the people. That's something the government is ignoring. They're doing whatever in the hell they damn please. And I'm not talking about just the U.S. government. I'm talking about Western governments. They're doing whatever in the hell they damn please. And they're ignoring the will of the people. Those are two totally different things. The German people have the momentum right now. The German government thought by dropping the COVID restrictions, that would make the protests go away. That didn't happen. They're moving ahead. The protesters in the streets, they're moving ahead. And they're doing it peacefully. I have to give them that. They're doing it peacefully and they're doing it the right way. So they have not lost their momentum. They're still going. And I applaud them for it. By seeing that, I see hope out there in the streets. I do. And I see hope in a peaceful manner. They're walking with white dove placards now. That's a symbol of peace. But to win these battles, 
you've got to pick and choose them, right? One major battle that was just won. It's not a war. It's a major battle, and it was won. And you do have to celebrate the little victories, but you don't get complacent, as Bruce just said. You don't do that because they're going to come back another way. The mask mandate. We talked about it yesterday a little bit and some of the unhinged lunatics that were going crazy about it. That's a battle. That's not a war. That's a battle. And it had to be won. But it's not over. They're trying to come back on it now several different ways. Joe Biden, two scoops. Joe, two scoops, Biden. I love that. I I love that. It's so fitting. Has said that he's going to continue to wear his mask on Air Force One despite the overturned federal mandate. You hear that? He's going to protect everybody else on Air Force One, right? It's his civic duty to do so. He's going to do that. President Joe Biden sided with the CDC and their guidance. Yeah, he's going to stick with the CDC. He's not He's not going to listen to some, some judge down there in, in uh, Florida. He's going to stick with their guidance, and he's going to continue to do so by wearing a mask on uh, Air Force One uh, in all of his trips. Despite being, what, what is he? Is he double boosted? We saw him take the second booster, right? Yeah. 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 So he's getting out of all of the um, now. This was um, Bruce. This was yesterday. This was him getting on to Air Force One. As you can clearly see, he's got the mask. This is him getting out of uh, his limousine and he's got a mask on because he was in the limousine with, I think, just the driver. And then he's shaking uh, the uh, shaking the hand of, uh, of Colonel Matthew Jones, who's not wearing a mask. Uh, he's the commander of the uh, the 89th Airlift Wing uh, of the Air Force, and he's not wearing a mask. And President Biden is wearing a mask. You, you see, you see there. So he's going to continue to. Maybe we can think of it in a different way, as a different way for for the president, uh, because we know he has a problem with uh, sniffing people's hair. True. Maybe true. maybe this is like a muzzle. You know, you put on like a dog to keep them from biting people. Maybe could this is be. a muzzle to keep him from sniffing people. Could be. Could be. It could also be that. Well, he's, it's clear what he's doing here. He's leading by example. That's what he's doing. Or maybe yeah. maybe he's maybe he's put like his favorite shampoo smell in there. That, and that or that's his, why his favorite he wears ice it all cream. The time. He's his favorite yeah, ice or cream. Or his favorite ice cream. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Could be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in fact, he's following the CDC guidance so much. And the CDC has been they, they've been stellar through all this, haven't they? They've been they've been fantastic. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I want to play this clip here. This is MSNBC. And like I said, they're going to come back on it. Listen to this. This is a doctor in a hospital. If people want to stay safe, the best thing they can do, high quality masks, and that when possible, carry some extra masks. I know this sounds crazy, but if you tell someone next to you on a plane, pay a 95 and just say, or surgical mask and just say, I've got an elderly mother at home. I've got a child with cancer at home. Will you please do me a favor? Having the people at least closest to you in that row, protecting yourself and them can be the best safety. So carry some extra masks with you. Carry some rapid tests with you if you're traveling. Yeah, see, there you go. Carry some extra masks with you and, and just remind people that you're sitting next to. Hey, look, um, could, could you just put one of these on for me? Because I have people at home. So I need you to wear a mask here to help protect my family back at home. Oh, and I, I've got these extra COVID tests here. Would you mind taking a COVID test if I'm going to sit next to you? Do, do you see? Do you see how insane these people are? Here, no further. Uh, that's 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 what I what I think it is. Um, you, you you we won the battle for taking the masks off. No further. Don't don't budge. Hold your ground. If if your if your neighbor on the on the plane says, "Hey, will you wear this mask?" Um, just kindly look at them and say no thanks. Is it, do I do I have to be gentle now with my response, my my gentle expectations, like you were pointing out yesterday? Well, I don't want to be gentle. I really don't. But that is the correct moral thing to do: is is to be kind and 
courteous. But the CDC, right, they've they've been stellar, haven't they, with their mask advice and, and their vaccine data and everything and, and their, their recommendations. They've been stellar through the entire pandemic. Have they not? Bruce, you trust the CDC, don't you? Through everything that we've dealt with and, and gone together with them for the last two, three years. They, they've been amazing, mm. haven't they? They've saved yeah, so they've many been, lives. They've saved yeah, so many they, lives. Yeah, they've saved so many lives, sticking with the science the entire way. They have. And being crystal clear on what the science is. And making sure everyone else does as mm-hmm. well by partnering mm-hmm. with organizations such as YouTube and Google and Facebook and Twitter and things yeah. to make sure. Yeah. Influencers. that mm. Exactly. To make sure that their guidelines are followed. And if they're not, then you're banned. You know, they've been they've been amazing at getting that stuff done. In fact, they've been so good that they've decided to create another wing of their organization. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Now, wait till you hear what this organization is going to do. If you think the CDC has been great, wait until you see what these people do. They're going to take everybody that they had working on all of this data over the last few years, right? The, the ones that have been correct on everything, because there's no way they could be wrong, right? There's, there's no way they could be wrong. They're going to create an organization now that is a branch of the CDC, and it's going to be called the CFA. Well, what's the CFA? That is the Center for Forecasting and Analysis. That's what they're going to create now. Now, what is the purpose of the Center for Forecasting and Analysis, you might ask? Well, it's good that you asked. They're going to predict future pandemics and guide the government's efforts to address such anticipated infectious disease threats. That's what they're going to do. Who decided to create this organization out of curiosity? Uh, well, to be honest with you, it doesn't say. Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, but the Biden administration announced it. So I'm assuming okay. that it's, it's so it a brainchild. Of, that yeah, I'm assuming it's a brainchild it. okay. of somewhere in there. So they don't list specifically who put that forth, but you can bet they had it in a drawer somewhere and it was ready to go. Yeah, because the, the CDC on their own don't have the power or the authority to create new departments of their own. No. That's no. not something they can do. No, they don't. Uh, this was announced by the administration uh, just yesterday. Uh, now, the uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the CFA will use, quote, infectious disease modeling and analytics to provide support to leaders at the federal, state, and local levels. So they're going to take over everything. I, I look at this, reading that, I look at this as... Uh, I look at this as like the Department of Homeland Security. They're just going to create this other organization and it's just going to take over everything because that's what DHS did. They created the Department of Homeland Security and it literally took over everything. DHS comes to town. Everything you do at the local level is null and void. It's all overridden, which is illegal just on its yeah, face. It's you, totally. Yeah. You just you can't do that. That's a federal power grab. That's just unprecedented. Yeah, it's unconstitutional. I don't even know how to to, to quantify how. Uh, wrong that is. Listen to this, right? This, they're calling this, right? The CFA, right? They're, they're calling this the equivalent of the National Weather Service for infectious diseases. So th- see, they're just going to be able to predict these things. You know what? This just reeks of Bill Gates. It, it does. This sounds exactly like the organization he wanted to create at the World Health Organization. You know, the uh, the World Pandemic Police or whatever. It sounds exactly like what they wanted to do. He even talked about it. We need this organization so we can create a monitoring system for the world. Do you remember that? You remember that? They need to be able to run all these simulations. It sounds exactly like what this is. Now, I'm quoting here from the CFA's website. The CFA's work will be focused into three main pillars to predict, 
inform, and innovate. Okay, so let me get this straight. The government's going to predict something, and they're going to be correct, which has never happened, I don't think, ever. They're going to inform people. That means they're just going to tell you exactly what you're going to do. They're not going to ask you just exactly what they've done with COVID. And they're going to innovate. The government can't run a hot dog stand with any kind of efficiency and generate any kind of a profit. And they're going to innovate something? I highly doubt that. The CFA has begun to build a world-class outbreak analytics team with experts across several disciplines to develop faster, richer evidence to predict trends and guide decision-making during emergencies. This is about as efficient, I I can tell you right now, this is going to be about as efficient as FEMA during a natural disaster. Now, also according to the website, the goal of the Center for Forecasting and Outbreak Analytics, the CFA, is to enable timely, effective decision-making to improve outbreak response using data, modeling, and analytics. To do so, the CFA will produce models and forecasts to characterize the state of an outbreak and its course, inform public health decision-makers on potential consequences of deploying control measures, and support innovation to continuously improve the science of outbreak analytics and modeling. This just has disaster written all over it. Government overreach. That That's, uh, again, this sounds like, as you said, essentially DHS, but this is... So if the, if the narrative going forward, if their intention is to use public health as a means of control, something that they can institute a, a, a digital ID or a, a essentially a social credit system or the, the foundations of it will be based on public health. This is, sounds like the department to do it because they can predict and come up with any kind of BS. Well, this is this is the disease that's going to happen and then engineer it in the laboratory. And there you go. And what's fascinating about this is, is as you said, they they can track and predict these things simply because and the only reason they were able to do what they did now with COVID is because right after the H1N1 outbreak of 2008, the swine flu, right after that, they changed the definition of what a pandemic is. That's the only reason they were able to do what they did with this one. What do you think they're going to do with the next one? <laughs> They'll tell the truth next time, right? It'll, it'll all be based on science and fact next time, right? Sure. Well, uh, see, Bruce, the reason they faltered this time is because they didn't have an organization like the CFA to be able to, to do this. So right, right. to your point, they're going to make sure that they have all that stuff nailed down the next time because they're going to have the infrastructure to be able to do it. They're going to have the organizations and the people in place ready to do it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I, I don't have anything else. You got anything else? Uh, not really. The, the news wasn't really... I mean, the only other thing was uh, in relation to COVID, there was 21 people that are being charged with fraud in relation to to the whole COVID-19 because they um, made false um, vaccination cards. Whoop-de-doo, who cares now? That one, I don't don't even really... Like, I care because it's the federal government overreaching again and going after people um, that created an identification... That has no legal ramifications. There is no there. So a, a COVID-19 vaccination card is not a legal document. There is no kind of like that's not so committing fraud with that. So it's not a legal document. Exactly. I, so I, I don't care. Who cares? 
Who cares? Yeah. It, the whole thing's meaningless anyway. None of it. Yeah. None of it has. Let, let me let me tell you how crazy this is right now. Where I am. Let me tell you how crazy this is right now. If you want to leave a country in the European Union and go to a non-European Union country, let me explain how this works. This is how insane this is and how sick these people are. If you want to leave a country and you're unvaccinated, you have to go through a test. You have to do a test 24 hours before you leave. It has to be negative. Then you can get on your plane. Of course, you have to wear a mask on the plane because, well, because that's science, you see. You have to socially distance in the line and you have to socially distance at the gate, but you're packed in like sardines when you get on the plane because that's science. Once you get to where you're going, you can enjoy your holiday or whatever, according to local guidelines or whatever. And then after that, then you have to take, before you leave, a test again, 24 hours before you leave, and it has to be negative. And then you get to fly back in. Now, that's if you're unvaccinated. If you're vaccinated, this is where it gets really interesting. You can be positive. You can have COVID and you can get on a plane and you can fly to wherever you want to fly to. And you can do whatever you want to do while you're on the ground there. And you can fly back while you're positive and you're emitting symptoms and you don't have to take any tests. Think about that. So do I give a damn about some document that they say that you need to present that's that's not legal? Drop dead. That's what I say. Drop dead. I actually hoped there was more of that going on, to be honest. I, I hoped there was more yeah. people committing, quote unquote, fraud and creating these fake, va yeah. fake vac vaccination yeah. cards. D kind of think about the, the black market. Think about you know. the lunacy of what I just explained. That's what's going on here. That's that's why you're seeing a revolt over here that's not being talked about in the mainstream media against the governments, because none of what I just said makes any any sense. Logic is long gone. It's long gone. None of that makes any sense. We talked about people being vaccinated and how much more of them, how how more vulnerable they are and how many more of them are, are testing positive. Yeah. Uh, if you're vaccinated, you're more likely to get COVID. I, so if I you're unvaccinated. Yeah, I know somebody that's doubled and boosted right now is is literally down with COVID. They can get on a plane and travel. No problem. They're, they're the most risky, if you will, for going out and, and interacting with the populace. Yep. Because they're spreading it. And the other thing, oh, this is this is another thing that because they're vaccinated, because their body is already attacking a certain part of the va uh, of the non vaccine, but the virus, um, both, it's going to cause the virus to mutate. It'll mutate in that person. It's more likely to mutate in that person. Isn't it? Isn't it odd? This was something that was pointed out to me here recently. Isn't it odd that we've seen the virus mutate so quickly uh, in such a short span of time? Usually, normal viruses, when they are released to the populace, it takes a year or two before they really start having these rapid rep, uh, replications and changes, mutations and whatnot. It usually takes a while for it to get to the population and, and whatnot first. Uh, but all of a sudden it pops up and then it's instantly like we've had, what, like four or five, six uh, major mutations that the media's talked about. And there's actually been like, there, there, there's been like 40 or 50 of them. Like how rapidly it's mutated. And, and basically wildfire, if you will. We don't have the data yet uh, because nobody's willing to put their neck out there. But it seems like the vaccines are causing the virus to mutate. Unfortunately, we have no data to back that up because, like I said, nobody wants to be the one to say, hey, look, we found this. They, they don't want to do that because that, that would be the end of their career. So... 
But anyway. No, you're absolutely right. Okay, um, we're going to go ahead and jump out of here a couple minutes early. So uh, for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would appreciate it if you would pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up. You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own. We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. So I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.